From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. Today, I'm speaking with two members of the Onondaga County Child Fatality Review Team, Dr. Alicia Pekarski, she's an Associate Professor of Pediatrics, and Dr. Erin Hanley, she's an Assistant Professor of Pediatrics and Emergency Medicine. Thank you both for taking time for this interview. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having now, me. The Child Fatality Review Team, which you're both part of, reviews any unexpected death of people under age 18 in Onondaga County. Is that right? That's correct. And why is this done? Dr. Pekarski, can you explain what is hoped to be learned? Well, we're hoping to gather data um, on the fatalities that our community experiences so that we can look um, for trends and figure out how to prevent these deaths. So we're tabulating data, um, one, and then also it's important um, to provide this data to the state um, so they collect it from the different local child fatality review teams and see if there's trends that um, kind of go across the state versus being particular to one area. So it sounds like other counties in New York State conduct similar reviews in their areas. They do. Our um, child fatality review team is a pretty large and well-recognized one. Um, some of the communities um, in more remote areas in New York State um, still do child fatality review, but they do it in groups. So there'll be a collection of three or four counties that do them because they don't experience as many fatalities due to their smaller population size. Well, among deaths of people 17 and younger in Onondaga County, uh, Dr. Hanley, what is the leading mm -hmm. cause of death and what is the most common causes of death that are reviewed by your team? Um, there is definitely uh, a pattern of uh, deaths that are related to uh, unsafe sleep in the infant population. And I would say being on the team for the last uh, couple of years, uh, that has been primarily the main types of uh, infant-related deaths that we see. Um, typically, and in the same pattern, you know, nationally, usually the older teenage population is typically more related to accidental deaths, um, high-risk behaviors, um, et cetera. Uh, but I would say the majority of the, the deaths that we review are more under the age of 12 months uh, consistently and are very often related to unsafe sleeping conditions. Dr. Pekarski, do you know if our community is similar to others across the nation in terms of these death rates in infants, or do we have an unusually high number of different types of deaths? Unfortunately, the rate in our county is um, similar to the counties across New York State. Um, I can't necessarily speak to the rest of the country, though I've in pockets of the country, yes. Um, the rate that we experience is approximately the same. Are there other trends that you've noticed in recent years? I think, unfortunately, the trend that I, I think is most notable is that the rate of unsafe sleep deaths has remained the same. Um, I joined our local um, county's child fatality review team in 2006, and the number of deaths that we um, review every year has remained the same. Um, so I think that's, you know, an unfortunate trend. The trend that we would like to see is that it would be decreasing over time as we learn um, and, you know, educate the community and 
um, use preventative measures. But unfortunately, it's been a hard um, thing for it to change. Wow. Let me remind listeners, this is Upstate's Health Link on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, and my guests are Dr. Alicia Pekarski and Dr. Aaron Hanley. They're both doctors from Upstate who are part of the Onondaga County Child Fatality Review Team. So I'd like to zero in on the unsafe sleep environments and start with sort of a definition, really. Dr. Hanley, what is an unsafe sleep environment? An unsafe environment is any kind of environment that puts the baby at risk for having a sudden death or uh, event that would cause them to be unsafe overall and could cause them to stop breathing. You know, we really try to reinforce and encourage and tell families is that the environment your baby's sleeping in is extremely important and vital to their overall health and well-being and livelihood. So I think that really what in, what a safe environment is and the definition of that is really even more important and doing all those things will then you know provide them with the best environment for safety and that really includes a enclosed crib or bassinet or pack and play with um, a firm mattress and a fitted sheet and really and laying the baby on their back. And after that, those are the really main things that you need to have and for a baby to be safe. When you add other things into the environment, that is when you cause a more unsafe environment for the baby. Well, let me ask you about that. When a, like a newborn comes home from the hospital, you mentioned a crib or bassinet. Is either okay or does a, a newborn need a smaller space like in a bassinet since they're so small? So any type of crib or bassinet that allows the baby to be on a firm mattress with a fitted sheet with, you know, no difficulties where the baby would fall or have any kind of um, you know, additional types of blankets or anything like that are really important. The baby should be laid on their back and there should be no bumpers or any types of blankets or even any kind of stuffed animals or anything else in the environment. And the bassinet is okay when the baby is an infant size, but typically those are meant for a very limited time period only because as the baby starts to get bigger and moving, you need something that's going to be uh, larger in size and have higher, you know, rails for that child. Um, but it's those types of, you know, even a pack and play that has a firm mattress and is enclosed and fitted sheet, that's appropriate as well. Well, Dr. Pekarski, let me ask you, how do you keep a baby warm if you're not allowed to put the, a blanket on them? How do you get them dressed for sleep that will be safe? So I think a lot of parents have that concern um, and parents worry that their baby's going to be too cold, especially at nighttime um, while they're sleeping for prolonged periods of time. And we recommend, you know, that the babies wear typically one layer extra compared to what you're comfortable with at night. So when parents hear that, they know that they want to put something on top of the baby over their um, their onesie and pajamas. And what we recommend um, are, are wearable blankets. Um, so those are our blankets. They're made out of fleece or cotton material that um, zip up around the baby and there's an opening for the baby's neck and there's two openings for the baby's arm on either side. And we recommend that parents check the, the size, um, they're sized. So you can get them for preemies up through 
toddler, um, toddler age, because what you want to be careful about there is not buying something that's too small or too large that the baby would be able to move around in and then get the blanket over their face. So you need the one that's the right size for your baby, but those are, they're fantastic. They keep your baby warm. Um, and if you catch, if you pick the right size, um, there's no way that it can get over the baby's nose or mouth. Uh, when newborns come home from the hospital, they're often like swaddled, like the nurses in the um, in the unit do. They're kind of bundled in with their arms closed up tight too. Should a baby sleep that way? I think it's okay for them to sleep that way in the first couple of months, typically. Um, what we now advise, though, is if a baby, if you're swaddling your baby um, for sleep, is that once they start to look like they may be rolling, so they don't have to be fully rolling, but you know they're starting to move one shoulder up um, and one hip up, like they're gonna roll, um, that's when you should stop swaddling when they're sleeping and you're sleeping. Okay, Dr. Hanley, um, I wanna mm -hmm. ask you a question about twins. Can twins share a crib safely? Or triplets for that matter. Could you have three babies in a crib? I'll take this one. Um, I'm uh, a mom of twins and then a singleton. Um, but my first experience as a parent was with twins. Um, and I had mentioned to Dr. Hanley yesterday that when I delivered my babies, um, while I was standing up next to them, I put them in the same um, bassinet just for a second, and the nurses promptly came in to, to share with me, you cannot do that. <laughs> and I said, oh, I know, I will not sleep them like that. So the answer is no, you cannot sleep twins or um, you know higher order multiples in the same crib, even if it's a large crib and they're small babies. Unfortunately, there's still a small risk that one of the baby's arms could you know cover another baby's nose and mouth or the blanket that the baby's wearing could get over the other baby's nose or mouth. So we do recommend two separate sleep surfaces or more for multiples. So I guess there's no cats or dogs allowed in the crib either then? Correct, that is really important. We have reviewed um, some cases where there've been pets that have gotten into the cribs and occluded the child's nose or mouth. Right. And also we have additionally reviewed cases where an older sibling has been in the same sleeping arrangement with the infant and has caused suffocation as well. Okay. Now, what about room temperature? Dr. Hanley, does that matter how warm or how cool the room is kept? So, overall, the baby really shouldn't be in a high, extra warm type of environment. Uh, and typically, I would always recommend that if you're comfortable in the room, your baby is comfortable in the room. Um, but I would say keeping and overheating a room would be uh, discouraged. Can a parent safely let a baby remain sleeping in the car seat? Like if they get home from a drive and the baby's sleeping and they don't want to disturb the baby to put them in the crib, is it safe for them to snooze in the car seat? Overall, it's really not recommended to have a baby sleeping in a car seat or a bouncer seat or a swing. Those are all found to have increased risk for the baby. Uh, there is times where the baby could actually obstruct their airway, meaning they can they bring their neck down and they're in a position where they won't be able to take those nice normal breaths and get oxygen, and that can cause problems. There have been cases where there's been 
asphyxiation because of the car seat strap causing pressure over the airway. And so all of those are discouraged because of the high risk of uh, morbidity and mortality and the known deaths that we've seen from that. So we would recommend not to keep them in any type of even strollers or car seats or any of those types of uh, baby carriers uh, for sleeping. What about a mother or father who the baby falls asleep on their chest? Maybe they're watching TV in a recliner and the baby they're holding and the baby falls asleep. Is it safe to let the baby stay that way? As long as you are staying awake when the baby is on your chest, that is okay. But I would say that you have to be very careful because it is a very comfortable position to be when your baby is on your chest sleeping. Um, and I would just remind people that if you fall asleep and the baby is unattended and on your chest, that can make for an unsafe situation. Um, if you're awake and baby's falling on your chest, I think that is okay. Dr. Pekarski, I, I want to get back to the, you know, sleeping on their back and why that's so important. And at some point, the baby's going to grow big enough to roll over. Does a parent need to keep watch and make sure the baby is put back on their back? if they roll over in the middle of the night? Yeah, that's a great question. We get that a lot in um, general pediatrics and I'm sure in the emergency department too with Dr. Hanley. Um, no, parents do not need to flip their child over once they've started to roll. Once a child or an infant has started to roll and they roll on their onto their tummies, we presume that they have um, enough head control and ability to move their head and neck that they would move it if their face was on the uh, on the, the mattress or near their arm. And in fact, we don't recommend that parents flip the children because that um, will decrease the sleep that the baby's getting. It'll decrease the parents' sleep and make everyone tired and probably very anxious. Before we wrap up, what are some safe ways for parents to bond with their baby? So a few of the things that we recommend, there's there's a lot of ways that, you know, parents and caregivers can, can bond with their baby. Um, some enjoyable moments are just cuddling with the baby um, while you're, you know, sitting upright or maybe on the floor with the baby. Um, we love to hear about parents um, talking to the baby, kind of illustrating their day, describing what they're seeing and watching for the baby's reactions because that's great for the baby and their learning and it's a positive thing for parents. And then I would say, um, you know, the, the reading, singing, so talk, read, sing is a, a kind of a push in general pediatrics to remind parents that um, young babies are always listening um, and they learn in, you know, ways that we might not anticipate. Um, so those are all really fantastic ways to, to bond with your baby. I appreciate both of you making time to share this important information. My guests have been Dr. Alicia Pekarski, an Associate Professor of Pediatrics, and Dr. Erin Hanley, an Assistant Professor of Pediatrics and Emergency Medicine. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's HealthLink on Air.